The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where just about anything goes. Uh, Coming up, we'll be talking about uh, sex and the psychopath. We'll learn a lot about psychopaths. Uh, New dating terms that we can thank COVID for. And today's seniors apparently are getting younger by the day. Uh, Those studies and more. But first... Calling's not the only way to connect. The inbox is easy and always open at 514-800. Remember, you can always send me your questions, your emails to laurie at drlaurie.com or just go to my website and fill out the uh, the form uh, pack form that's there. And I'm happy to read your email and answer your questions at the beginning of every show. So here's one. Hello, uh, and I wish to talk about the fact that I am a 39-year-old virgin male. And just a month ago, I met a single girl on Skype who now I'm learning to enjoy sex cam to cam with. So camera to camera. Uh, However, she isn't available every night when now I am getting far more horny. I used to enjoy masturbating to pre-recorded porn videos, but now I'm getting far more horny to only want to see and masturbate to her. Uh, That's great, and I I can appreciate that you've kind of uh, maybe unleashed finally your, your, your your sexuality and you have somebody you can share it with, albeit it's not in real life, but um People have other things to do too. So, uh, you, and when people have partners who are not available, they supplement with, uh, self-pleasure and masturbation. So you can't, uh, um, enforce this, you know, asking her or pressuring her that you need to have, a, a contact with her so you can masturbate with her every single night it's she has maybe other things to do other things on her mind or what have you like I'm not quite sure what you're asking here to tell you the truth uh how to control your sexual appetite Uh, I mean hopefully it's not interfering with the rest of your life and your day and and believe me I'm happy for you that you've connected with somebody and I hope that you can take this to um into real life uh, at some point maybe after uh, after covid but get to know her as well as a human being not just as somebody uh, on the camera unless you're talking about paying for it or this is a cam girl uh i'm not quite sure but it doesn't sound like that to me it sounds like you you kind of getting to know somebody and cyber sexing together so you might want to just um clarify a couple of texts here billy joel said it best it's just a fantasy whoa it's not the real uh thing another texter says if you want guaranteed contact with online sex you have to pay for it. So again, I don't know if the first time I read it, I'm thinking he's dating, like he's, he's exploring dating, but now you're making me think that this is a cam girl. 
So that might be something completely different. And cam girls charge, right? You have to charge to be able to interact with them and what have you. And make no mistake, that is fantasy. That isn't real. And it might end up costing you an awful lot of money. And you won't develop the necessary skills. You need social skills and dating skills to be able to meet somebody in real life, to have a partnership and to have a a regular partner you could have a relationship with and have regular uh, sex sex with. Texter writes, they don't always charge at first. Well, I guess they, they maybe get you... Uh, interested, right? And then, uh, and then start charging you after that. But I'm not like, if you could write me back and give me a few more details, that would be great. Cause I, I, I'm not quite sure what it is you are referring to, but the more I'm thinking about it and the more I'm looking at these texts, I'm thinking that this is somebody you're maybe paying for, or will pay for, or it's somebody who does this for a living, basically. Some girls, plenty of ground. I have a question on premature ejaculation. I'm 42 and finding that my PE is getting much worse. I use condoms that prolong it, but after a few minutes of intercourse, I ejaculate. When my wife and I have foreplay and I do not have the condom, I I ejaculate within seconds. I do not know what to do to prevent this and is becoming frustrating for both uh, my wife and I. So first I would ask you a couple questions like, um, how often are you having sex? Because sometimes if the frequency of sex and the frequency of masturbation altogether, the frequency of you ejaculating has diminished, then it could be that when you do have sex with your wife, that you will come more quickly. The average, it's normal to... or the normal range, let's say, of ejaculation during intercourse is anywhere from two to five minutes of thrusting, which all would be considered normal. Under a minute is when we start really thinking about premature ejaculation as a problem. So you can try, there are... um, numbing agents as well. So using a condom is a good, is a good idea, especially if it works, you might as well use what works. Uh, there are numbing agents, which you could use if you use a condom. I just, um, when you numb your penis and then don't use a condom, then it could numb your partner and that may, um, affect, uh, affect her as well. I also wonder, is there accompanying uh, erectile dysfunction with this? Um, I'm not really seeing this in what you're saying. So, uh, and you can also practice, like there are stop and, there's a stop and start technique, which, uh, or other people have called it edging. For example, if you look that up, you will see, if you do that on Google, you'll get like a, a play-by-play of how to do this. But basically, you train yourself uh, and you start off by yourself to masturbate to the point of just before ejaculation, the point of no return, which means you have to be very focused on what you are feeling. So really be in your body and focus on what you're feeling. Don't distract your thoughts because oftentimes men think, oh, well, if I think about baseball or something else, non-sexual, this will help, but it actually does the opposite. So be very 
focus on what the sensations you're feeling and then uh, with masturbation get to that point stop take a few deep breaths start up again stop again and then you do that and then you move from masturbation with no lubricant then masturbation with lubricant then your partner with lubricant on your penis and then you move to uh, doing the stop and start during um, during intercourse as what about Novocaine not too much though well there's a I mean, you're right. You have to be careful on what you're putting there, but there is a company, Promescent, that uh, developed the, this uh, spray, basically, and it's, uh, I believe it's it's FDA approved for sure. I'm not sure if it's approved in Canada, but definitely in the States, and I know you can buy that online, and that's been tested, so uh, that's one that... Uh, that can work. Uh, is it normal that I have a hard time getting erect when I don't get a good night's sleep? Yes, it also depends how old you are, but good sleep, good nutrition, all of that is important. When you you don't get enough sleep, other things happen. A, the fatigue, uh, and it can also make you more irritable, and it could have all kinds of other uh, effects on your, uh, your mental health, which obviously can affect your ability to have an erection as well. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. All right, our passion poet sent in a Halloween poem. Uh, this is, I guess, the Halloween edition, although I really didn't prepare anything scary or anything like that. Although sometimes, you know, sex can be scary, uh, <laughs> I suppose. All right, Halloween poem. The witching hour is almost upon us. It will soon be Halloween. Let the kids have the evening, but night is the adult scene. Let's have a little adventure. Use your wild imagination. Maybe a wig and some body paint will create a brand new sensation. Draw eyes and nose on your penis. The mouth is already there. You can do the same on your breast, but it's the nose you want to share. Turn your bedroom into a pseudo dungeon. Ropes hang from each corner of the bed. A blindfold may add to your scenario. Please torture from toes to head. Forgo the sensual hugs and kisses. Be the demon she wants you to be. Play the part trapped deep inside you. Let the devil in you go free. Set the ambiance with colored lights and the oil will need lots of heat. Create a new meaning for Halloween and a new meaning for trick or treat. Some people dress up as a character and to the theater they would go. Sing and act as the movie played. I think, am I missing a here? I might be missing a part of this. Let me figure that out and see. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Oy. Um, I hate to mess up poems, but anyway, if I find the last part of it. Uh, I will read it, but uh, that's our Halloween poem by the Passion Poet. All right, let me get to some interesting articles that I read this week that I want to share with you. Some are studies and some are just um, um, blog posts written um, that are uh, very, very interesting, like this one, which I thought, hmm... It's a little long, but it's well, uh, well worth it. It's fascinating. Okay. This is an article posted on psychology today by Dr. Seth Meyers, M-E-Y-E-R-S. And it was sex and the psychopath. Why so many people fall for psychopaths and how they can begin to heal. Now, before I go on with this, um, 
if you haven't seen yet Dirty John, there's a, it's two seasons of it. Uh, Dirty John is the true story. There's two, there's two seasons. One season is about one woman. Second season about is another woman. Well, a woman and her husband and the first one, a a woman and her partner, Uh, both of which are basically the two women are dealing with a, a partner that is pretty psychopathic. Okay. So if you, and they're true stories and they end tragically and I'm not going to give it all away, but it's some, it's definitely worth, uh, worth watching. You're, you're going to learn quite a bit from that. But anyway, uh, so by definition, the psychopath doesn't have successful relationships. Dr. Mayers writes, actually, the truth is more about capacity than quality. With the psychopath, there is an absence of emotional connection and true empathetic feeling. The psychopath simply isn't capable of trusting and depending on another individual. To sit with them and assess them, as I have in forensic settings, he says, it's as if you're talking with someone who's part ice. Though they engage in sex and other trappings of relationships, their experience of sex is vastly different from their non-psychopathic peers. And he goes on, sex is never a mutually emotional experience with a psychopath. Let me know if you've ever been with a psychopath. It'd be interesting. Uh, conventional wisdom suggests that sh- sex should be an emotional and intimate experience. Simply put, a psychopath would be the last person in the world to have that kind of lasting, sustainable connection. Psychopaths are chiefly oriented around getting their most important needs met, regardless of the expense to others. And because they don't have mutually dependent and respectful romantic relationships, they can't have a healthy sex life either. The psychopath is often a pro at seducing and getting someone into bed, but the process is more of a calculated game than an organic, emotional, and then sexual experience. So what turns on the psychopath? The psychopath is sexually motivated by power. Everything is a means to an end. If having a sexual relationship with a woman means that she will then trust him more or give him more money, he will perform the sexual task with Herculean bravado. Some of the women I've worked with who have gotten involved with psychopaths actually share how amazing sex can be with them. But how could this be so? Like much of their behavior, psychopaths have mastered the art of performance. Can you think of anybody? They perform in areas of their lives most people wouldn't even imagine, like saying I'm sorry with the right sensitive tone, having seen an actor do it really well in a movie, professing love as if the world were to end the next day, um, dressing the part wherever they may be, understanding that image and first impressions can lure others into their lair. And when it comes to sex, psychopaths, perform too. I'm telling him thinking when I think of dirty John, this is exactly it. It's crazy. The first one, this is his description. The psychopath who seeks to drain the bank account of a vulnerable, but wealthy individual will have as much sex or provide the best sex possible. If it helps him or her achieve that goal. Similarly, another psychopath who has sexual urges seeks a willing partner on whom to force himself and have sex as rough as necessary to discharge the dysregulated hostile energy. The psychopath frequently engages in promiscuous sexual behavior or has many short-term marital 
relationships. They don't engage in promiscuous sex because they love sex so much. It's more about boosting their ego when they feel rejected, obtaining power, or defending against the boredom they often feel. Plus sex, especially with a stranger, allows the psychopath to get incredibly quick access to another person at their most sexually intimate and vulnerable. They keep their eye on a goal. So getting someone in a vulnerable position allows them to take more advantage of them. If someone is lonely, they may be more susceptible to the sexual advances of a psychopath. The psychopath at the bar or social hangouts. Uh, Bars and restaurants with active happy hours are especially popular spots for psychopaths to sexually pursue individuals. With wheels greased with alcohol, men and women alike are more likely to fall prey to the psychopath's highly calculated strategies to ensnare. So they find victims when they're lonely, depressed, or emotionally lost. They dispose of sexual or romantic partners as if they are unnecessary objects. It's very hard for most people to understand how anyone could cut off a person so quickly and callously, but healing from a relationship with a psychopath usually requires that the victim clearly understands the unique psychological profile of the psychopath. And if, I mean, I have worked with victims of psychopaths and they come with destroyed self-esteems, uh, self, uh, self image, all of that. Uh, they, because psychopaths go in and truly, uh, attack those parts to, and manipulate them to keep them there. If you want to read more about this, Seth, Dr. Seth Mayers, M-E-Y-E-R-S. Somebody says, I dated a psychopathic man for three years and what you stated describes it. He had no real emotional connection And he withheld sex and affection, a fake. He was initially superficially so nice and affectionate, but the further into the relationship, he became so cold, scary, and creepy. We've talked about love bombing and and when somebody pours everything and puts you the center of their life and puts you on the pedestal and like does this intensely at the very beginning, that's called love bombing and they do that often. So if you have any doubts in your mind at all, um, please like listen to your gut. I find that oftentimes people do not listen to their gut. Uh, the end of the poem, some people dress as a character to the theater they will go, sing and act as the movie plays to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I hope this poem made you smile and gave you an idea or two. Happy Halloween from the Passion Poet. A little poem for Thank you for finishing that because I obviously didn't get the whole thing. I appreciate that. Uh, I definitely think some of my ex-girlfriends were psychopaths, but not really, really. Um, well, uh, I mean... If you if you just think they're cray cray, uh, that may be a little different than psychopathic. Psychopath psychopaths are devious, manipulative, dangerous, really. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure if you know about sleep issues, but I can stay awake over 17 hours, but I can't sleep more than five without waking up seven. If I push it, is that normal? I am not a sleep expert. I have no. I would not even 
dream of telling you anything, not even my thoughts about this because I don't know you or anything about your lifestyle or your life. So this is definitely a question you should speak to your medical doctor about because sleep is necessary. It is an important integral part of keeping a healthy life that much. I can tell you. So, uh, definitely work on that. This I saw on the, uh, CJAD Facebook page. And I thought this is funny. An iPhone repairman got a surprise inside a device he was fixing inside the case was a hundred dollars and a note pleading not to fix the phone. It said, please tell my wife the phone is unfixable. She wants to check the phone history. $100 is yours. Thanks. What do you think about that? Some people responded with tell the wife it's her hubby's fault if he cheated or, or did something else bad. Uh, if he's an honest man with a conscience, it won't be hard to do the right thing and fix the phone. Another one says, tell the wife, somebody else says, fix it. Uh, she obviously has trust issues. I find that when you go to that extent, it's not so much you have trust issues. You have indicators that you can't trust your partner. Like a lot of people I've spoken to who have discovered that their partner had been cheating, had it, uh, the, a feeling or some indicator, and then they took the next step to check history, check phones, check emails to confirm their suspicions. So it's not necessarily somebody who just has trust issues. Following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800 couple of texts here. Uh, part of those psychos describes 80% of the single male population. I would disagree with that. Absolutely. I work with a psychopath who brags about beating his wife, ex-wife to coworkers. When I was seriously hurt on work, a worksite accident, he just let me bleed out and just looked at me. I discussed at length with a psychologist on your station about his mannerisms and it was he who said that he was a psychopath after I had described him as a sociopath. Well, somebody that cold, um, clearly get it. And with, uh, the emails from an IT person, I have been asked not to recover emails from particular senders, but I have seen why. And were you paid a hundred bucks on the side? <laughs> All right. Here's your stupid sex story. Uh, love the, love the headline. Mum accidentally donates wrong bag containing sex toy to charity shop. So everybody loves to clean up, right? Uh, Marie, Marie Kondo style. Uh, it leaves us feeling pretty good and decluttering, but there's nothing worse than when you throw out the wrong pile of stuff, the things you were planning on keeping. So, uh, this is uh, what happened to a woman who popped some personal items from her bedside drawers into a box. These included things like sentimental jewelry and a dildo. After throwing some dresses into the keep bag, the anonymous woman made the painful mistake of picking up the wrong pile and taking it to, uh, the charity shop or the, um, uh, the charity shop in a, in a post, the lady explained how she passed over the bag 
with her belongings to two very nice old dears and wasn't until she got home that she realized her mistake. It was at this point, she says, I've never felt the sensation of physically cringing in shame like this before. After I was able to stop saying, oh my God, and explain to my husband what I'd done, I crawled up into a ball with my hands over my ears for about 40 minutes trying to process it. She went on to explain how she would have left the bag, but she wanted the jewelry back, so she returned to have a rather embarrassing conversation. Upon arrival, she was asked by the ladies if the donation she was referring to has batteries. They then went on to ask, is it a sex toy? She whispered yes, recalling that her eyes were down at the floor. The poor woman was allowed to go into the back of the shop to have to rummage through for her personal bag, but couldn't find it anywhere. She told the volunteers, I'm so sorry about all this. I'm absolutely mortified. Thanks, though, and have a nice weekend. And then, <laughs> and honestly, hand on heart, one of the volunteers replied, I will if I find your dildo. Ending to that story, I guess. I don't know. Oh my. All right. Here's something fun. As you know, on this program and often on a Friday night, we do a little dictionary talk, right? Where new, new words come out in the urban dictionary and what have you. So now since COVID, there's new language that we can start adding to this date, the dating vocabulary. And, you know, we've talked about Posting and and breadcrumbing and uh, uh, stealthing and there's so many terms uh, around dating, right? So here there's a few. I thought it would be interesting to look at these. Uh, some of these I'd not heard of either. So here's one: antibody boy or girl. This is a person that brags about having COVID-19 antibodies on a dating app hoping it will lead to more matches. Uh, Corona zoned, when someone doesn't want to come to your place to hook up out of fear of catching or spreading the virus, then you have been Corona zoned. A COVID divorce, that one we've talked about. Uh, This is where marriage separation, where the stressors of lockdown and the pandemic are at least partially to blame. Some divorce attorneys have said they've seen an uptick in divorce cases among couples pushed to a breaking point due to lockdown. Uh, Another one is COVID worthy, uh, a quality a potential match should have before you consider an in-person date. So are they basically, are they worth the risk, right? Uh, X-text COVID edition. This is an out of nowhere text. You send an X because we're living through a global health crisis and you're craving some form of normalcy and the non-pandemic-y past. Uh, Pandemic pickup lines. The uninspired pandemic-themed first liners you have to wade through in your dating app DMs. So I guess a lot of people are messaging pickup lines. Quarantine and chill. Uh, So we've all heard of Netflix and chill. So this is Netflix and chill in the era of COVID, quarantine and chill. Uh, Another one is Quarantine Bay, B-A-E. A romantic interest you've tentatively agreed to see during the lockdown because dating around and hooking up as you normally would just isn't safe. So, um... The arrangement with this person might be best described as relationship-ish. 
So you don't want to play the field too much. You want to just uh, sexually isolating or sexually distancing. This is when you uh, go nobly go on a hookup pause so as not to spread the coronavirus. So you are said to be sexually distancing as well. A turbo relationship is another term. This is uh, where a relationship that's more intense and sped up than your average pre-COVID relationship. These are pretty common. In a recent survey from eHarmony and Relate, over a third of the people newly living with a partner say the past two months feel like the equivalent of two years of commitment and common relationship uh, milestones like moving in together were met far more quickly. So at the beginning of lockdown, that, that was happening quite a bit. People did not want to be alone. So if they were dating, even if they hadn't been dating for a very long time, decided to basically lock down together. And this is uh, a turbo relationship, a virtual date. So this is a date held on FaceTime, Zoom, uh, some people suggested the word vate rather than a virtual date and then zumped to be, uh, basically this is when you are dumped on zoom or FaceTime or any other video chat app. So being dumped, uh, and those are some new dating terms we have to contend with, uh, with if you guys have any questions that you want me to answer. I'm, I'm certainly happy to do that in this, uh, this, this segment, uh, as well, this text writes in, I would never want somebody's used dildo. I don't care how well you clean it. Yeah. I don't, uh, blame you in the spit with that one. All right. Uh, this is a released, uh, study by seeking arrangement. That is the website, uh, that, uh, like the sugar daddy type of dating site. And they released their own research, which is kind of, when you think about it, when, and I'll tell you about it in a bit, in, in a little bit of time, but they do, they, they survey their people, right. And then make, uh, statements from their people. So whenever you see like very, a very specific population, always, always take with a grain of salt. And you, that means you cannot generalize to the greater and the general population, but I'll tell you what they found in terms of, uh, monogamy and consensual non-monogamy and friends with benefits. That's, uh, that's coming up after. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Oh, it appears that seeking arrangements, you know, that, uh, sugar dating, sugar daddy, uh, dating site, they did their own little study and they say monogamy is out as online daters turn to more open style relationships, which I find interesting because oftentimes these are non-monogamous relationships. But anyway, let me just, uh, share this with you. According to their survey, uh, monogamy has been kicked to the curb as single partner relationships are no longer preferred among daters. Results show that 66% of respondents are open to their partners exploring sexual companionship outside of the relationship and 52% of the same respondents say they are not looking for exclusivity. Respondents were allowed to select multiple relationships 
types they are looking for. Ethical cheating continues to grow in popularity as well. 53.6% of respondents say they are comfortable with their partners sleeping with other people as long as there's no emotional connection and it is only about the sex. Now, remember who these respondents are when you think about the the, um, results of this survey. The respondents are either much like older guys right? Who have a lot of money, who are looking for a a sugar baby, basically, who are generally younger women, university age, etc. So it doesn't say like who's responding. First of all, is it the younger people, the older people, but many of these young students who take on a sugar daddy have other relationships on the side as well. So this whole thing is, you, you can't put much stock in it, frankly. Uh, this person has a question. Went out with a woman for six months. She would never meet any of my family or friends, yet she introduced me to her family and friends. Then we broke up. Clearly, she, if she didn't want to meet any of your family or friends, she did not want them to think that this was anything more than a casual uh, relationship. Her, You meeting her friends, she doesn't care. They're her friends, right? but maybe she did not want to give the impression or give you the impression by agreeing to meet. So obviously, uh, maybe it's a good thing that, uh, you, because you are both a different, uh, having different expectations of the relationship uh, to the 39 year old virgin, having an online sexual relationship. It's possible that the woman is warming you up before scamming you. Okay. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, you're thinking like that. It is very, very possible. It can happen. Absolutely. Especially like, where did you meet this woman? How was the contact made? Was it on a dating app or was this through a porn site or like, these are really good questions and something you should definitely uh, keep in mind. So this headline, uh, and this was an, a blog post by Dr. Brian Robinson, why older adults are getting younger by the day. A new study shows why today's seniors are more youthful than 30 years ago. We've all heard, you know, 70 is the new 30, we hope. Uh, With improved health of older adults, more people are living well into their 70s. And a new study comparing the physical and cognitive performance of people nowadays between the ages of 75 and 80 with the same aged group in the 1990s reveals part of the reason why. This was in Finland. Uh, there was, um, so it's a longitudinal study. So the first cohort data collected between 1989 and 1990. So those were, there were 500 adults born between 1910 and 1914. Then they collected again in 2017 to 2018. Uh, So it wasn't a longitudinal study, but it was a cohort study. So it's not the same people that they uh, tested. Uh, And then, uh, so they looked at people born between 1938 or 39 or 1942 or 1948. In both cohorts, the participants were assessed uh, at home at the age of 75 or 80. 
and examined at their their research center with and everything was identical in every every single study whether it was a study done in 1989 or a study done in 2018 so that's really interesting and they looked at some physical stuff uh, like um, their walking speed their lung capacity like they assessed all kinds of physical things the findings showed that the physical and cognitive health of contemporary older adults is significantly better than people in that age range 30 years ago so among uh, men and women between the ages of 75 and 80 muscle strength walking speed reaction speed verbal fluency reasoning working memory are now significantly better than they were in people of the same age born earlier, which is really great, uh, really great news. They say higher physical activity and increased body size explain the better walking speed and muscle strength about, uh, among the later born cohort, whereas the most important underlying factor behind the differences in cognitive performance was longer education. So the, the later cohort had better and longer edgen. Um, course both cohorts lived in a different world right than like than three decades ago obviously uh, we have better and healthier nutrition better hygiene improvements in health care improvements in the school system accessibility to education improved working life all of these things have contributed uh, to why uh, we seem to be aging better right uh than we did 30 years ago which is wonderful it's wonderful news for those of us who are aging all these baby boomers getting older and if you look around i look around at the 50s and 60s that i know and they i'm telling you at the gym they could they could outperform some of their 20 something year olds so uh, people are in fact taking so much more um so much better care of themselves maybe today because we have the ability to um so a texter says when i sleep with the girlfriend i want her nude i sleep nude and it bugs me when we cuddle and feel material on my chest she wears a top but feeling it against my chest bugs me am i alone in this hey this is obviously a preference some people might like pajamas other people may not like pajamas uh, so there you go. Uh, a text writes it. That's why we have two people in their seventies running for office in the U S well, y- yes, uh, actually, yes. These are two people who have, a, they have quite a bit of energy. I I'm not in agreement with the fact that Joe is sleepy. Uh, I think that they both have quite a bit of, uh, of energy and seem to be in really good shape. So, um, there you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, to end the night, uh, some sex facts uh, that uh, you might find useful. So vibrators. Vibrators were actually invented for something else altogether. It was originally invented in the 19th century as a way to reduce hysteria. Uh, in terms of sperm, uh, I don't know what series talking to me here. Uh, your average healthy man produces approximately 300 million sperm in just a teaspoon of his semen. However, it takes only one little swimmer to fertilize a woman's egg and it can live for up to a week inside your body. So that's something to to remember. Uh, What is the first thing people do after sex? According to a poll, 
36% of people under the age of 35, you guessed it, check their Facebook and Twitter accounts after they have sex. Which sex actually gets busy more often? According to Men's Fitness Magazine, women have sex 17% more often than the average guy. Uh, Orgasms, good for your health. They can lower a woman's risk of heart disease, stroke, breast cancer, and even depression. So sex is good. (laughs) Sex is good. Uh, Sexercise is not a myth. Sex counts as a workout. During 30 minutes of active sex, you burn about 200 calories. So that's not too bad. That's okay. And uh, sperm is a natural antidepressant. According to a study conducted on uh, close to 300 female college students at the State University of New York in Albany, exposure to semen can lower symptoms of depression. Uh, One teaspoon of semen contains over 200 proteins and several helpful vitamins and minerals, including vitamin C, calcium, chlorine, citric acid, fructose, lactic acid, magnesium, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, vitamin B12, and zinc. Well, there's your your all-inclusive vitamin right there, a teaspoon of semen. (laughs) Who needs a one a day? Oh my, all right, we'll let it go with that. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, listening and sharing and all of that stuff. So thank you. Thanks to our technical producer, Jimmy Garofalis. Thank you to our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. You can connect with me uh, on social media at Dr. Lori Batito through my website, uh, which is drlori.com, where you can also send your emails or your questions, etc. You will also find all the podcasts on my website if you click on the Passion Radio tab, but you can also find them on the CJD page on the iHeart uh, app as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, happy Halloween, and remember to live your life with passion.